Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. We are doing our weekly news roundup. And it's been a long time since, well, another long time, right, since I've done my weekly news roundup. So we're not going to get into all the news since about November, but we're going to get into as much news as possible and a lot has actually happened over what the holiday weekend so let's get into it Ford's redesigned ever swings by Michigan really we wish it would stay here the not for the U.S. body on frame SUV will be unveiled in the first quarter of the year Suzuki Jimny proves itself against a lot of Neva and a Dacia Duster really uh, though in fairness I would expect the Jimny to be some level of good Lincoln sold more cars in China then in the USA for the first time ever in 2021. Lincoln delivered more than 91,000 cars in China in 2021, compared to 86,929 units in the US. Would you buy this virtually new 2008 Dodge Challenger and it's an SRT8 for as much as a 2022 model? The Challenger may only have 23 miles on its odometer, but it's listed, it's listed for sale at a whopping $48,900. That's not bad. I was expecting like 100000 I was expecting Hellcat wide-body red-eye money, but no, no, that's not bad. I'm not sure I'd buy an 08 model for that much, but again, it could be a lot worse. Toyota GR Corolla rumored to come with GR Yaris engine and launch this year. A dealer claiming to have seen the GR Corolla breaks, no, backs up claims previously made about it. I wonder what claims they are claiming to back up. Volkswagen teases new Amarok again ahead of summer debut. Volkswagen promises the Amarok will deliver innovations that have never been seen before in the segment. And for those that don't know, the Amarok is a truck. It's a VW truck. Volkswagen doubles EV sales, but sees drop in overall deliveries. That's interesting. VW expects income to shift from petrol power to battery electric in the coming years. The ever-popular Ford Explorer now costs more than ever before. Some 2022 Ford Explorer models cost up to $1,070 more than they did in 2021. Baidu's Deepway Zing 2, hopefully I got that right, electric truck has a 450 kilowatt hour battery and level 4 autonomy. The Deepway Zing 2 can be recharged in just one hour or have its battery swapped in six minutes. There's a Mercedes hiding under darts, darts, z, darts with a Z. Armored Prambron, that's a, a Prambron, that's a bad name. Black Alligator MMXX Black Tiger Moon Edition, that is such a bad name. It's in the fail race colors, so it's got the majority of the cars orange with the, with the other half being black. It's full on fail race colors. Darts' latest SUV is described as the most protected civilian armored car in the world. David Brown's latest Mini Remastered was built for a Japanese client. The, this Mini Remastered is painted in a hue named Fade. Fade to Black, F-A-I-D. That's contrasted by a silver Union Jack on the roof. Oh, that's gorgeous. And it's got a red interior, actually. Almost a full red interior. Man, that's lovely. New Nissan Z arrives in Japan as the Fair Lady Z, starting at $61,000. The Nissan Fair Lady Z will be available in four trim levels with the range topping Proto-Spec Limited to just 240 units. Veris shows off aggressive aero mods for the Toyota GR Yaris, GR86, and Subaru BRZ at the, at the Tokyo Auto Salon. The modifications in all three on all three performance cars are extensive, with the GR Yaris probably being the most flamboyant. Liberty Walk's latest Lamborghini Aventador is a real showstopper. The carbon fiber Liberty Walk kit for the Lamborghini Aventador costs as much as $187,000. It's 
Is that just a kid itself? I'm sorry, it looks cool, but that's not worth it. Subarus, WRX S4, BRZ, and LeVorg get the STI Performance Concept Treatment. The Subaru WRX S4, BRZ, and LeVorg's STI Performance Concepts feature a host of aero upgrades. Henrik Fister... Did I say Fister? Did I really say that? Henrik Fisker, apologies, briefly teases a new electric supercar on Twitter. How many times does this man have to go from brand to brand? How many times does this man have to make a one-off? I want to see him make a car that sticks. That's all I want. Details about Fisker's electric supercar remain unclear, and it isn't known when it could launch. Subaru STIE raw electric concept charges into Tokyo with 1,073 horsepower. Lordy. Subaru also brought along an STI prep concept version of the new Solterra EV. Canada joins Mexico in challenging U.S. interpretation of auto trade agreement rules. Canada and Mexico are unhappy with the way, with the way in which the U.S. wants to determine how much of a vehicle is made in the region. That sounds like an interesting fight. Lexus unveils rugged NX Fev off-road and ROV ROV concepts at Toyoko, uh, sorry, Tokyo Auto Salon. Lexus is aiming to show off off-roading. No, no, no. Lexus is aiming to show off-roading and eco-friendliness can mix. 2022 Toyota G German GRMN Yaris is a wilder and lighter two-seater version, capped at 500 units. Hell yeah! I want that! <laughs> can we please? Toyota, please, can we have it? Oh, I love the hood. It's two seats. It's even lighter. <laughs> I'm so sad we don't get it. The 2022 Toyota German GRMN Yaris is available with circuit, with circuit package and rally package options. Rolls-Royce says a second example of the 28 million boat tail will debut in May. What? Oh, the second example. Okay, okay. The second out of the three units of the bespoke Rolls-Royce will debut at the Villa d'Est in Italy. 2023 Honda Civic Type R prototype debuts at Tokyo Auto Salon. Watch it hit the Suzuka circuit. The redesigned Civic Type R is expected to use a turbocharged 2-liter engine that delivers more than 306 horsepower. CES says it doesn't know how many people may have contracted COVID-19 at show. Around 70 South Korean nationals who attended CES 2022 tested positive for COVID-19 after landing back in Asia. Local Motors, the company behind the rally fighter, reportedly shutting down. I didn't even know they were still around. Former employees have taken to twi no, have taken to social media to reveal the company is shutting down. That sucks. But again, I didn't even know they still existed. Janarelli teams up with Manufactura Automobili Torino. God, that's a long name. To build more sports cars. Yes! Janarelli has partnered with the supercar builder Manufactura Automo Automobili Torino to create more models. Love the Janarelli. 2023 Mercedes-AMG GLE 63 spied virtually undisguised. A 2023 GLE 63 will be getting a minor facelift that includes new lighting units and a revamped interior. 70 South Korean... Oh, wait, okay, we already know about that. 2023 Chevrolet Corvette to reportedly enter production on May 9th. That doesn't mention specifically when the Z06 will start, but it does give us a few key, a few key dates for 2023 model year Corvette production as a whole. BMW X3 owner sues car maker after, refused to let, after it refused to let him sell off-lease SUV to a Toyota dealer. BMW X3 owner Alan Ozarin, hopefully I got that right, wanted to sell his BMW X3 to a Toyota dealer for a $4,000 profit. So why does BMW have a problem with it? It was off-lease. Toyota Noah and Boxy... Why have you named the car Noah? And Boxy minivans debut in Japan with up to eight seats and new tech. 
The minivan siblings for the Japanese market come in hybrid flavor with up to eight seats. 2023 Honda HRV escapes the design studio as first sketches of North America's SUV has been revealed. North America is getting a unique HRV and it will likely be packing Civic Power. Audi, Audi boards a decide on F1 entry by Q2 of 2022. Yo! The Volkswagen Group will decide whether or not to enter Formula 1 in February and Audi will decide soon after. 2023 BMW M2 shows off shows more of its angry face ahead of imminent debut. The BMW M2 will feature a more aggressive body kit compared to lesser variants of the 2 Series Coupe. Are we going to get an update on the Tesla Cybertruck on January 26th? Like, you know, is that going to happen? Elon Musk has said he'll provide an updated product roadmap on the next earnings call, which is in 13 days, which is 13 days from now. But what's funny is that I don't now I don't know if it's completely valid. I don't know if it's completely true, but supposedly the 2022 date, the promise of the Cybertruck coming in 2022, got removed from the Cybertruck webpage. So I don't think we're going to be getting it any anytime soon. If I'm honest, I'm thinking two years from now in at least 2024. Modelista is ready to make your new Lexus LX600 stand out. Modelista is offering various visual upgrades for the Lexus LX600. Peugeot E308 EV hatchback and SW reportedly coming in 2023. A fully electric variant of the French compact hatchback will join the ICE powered and plug-in hybrid models. Is Toyota about to offer the Supra with a 6-speed manual? I thought you could already get the Supra with a 6-speed manual. The Toyota Supra 6-speed manual could be offered exclusively with a 3.0 model. How do you not have a manual in the Supra already? That's stupid. Lucid wants to build a factory in Saudi Arabia by 2026. Saudi Arabia's public investment fund is a key investor in Lucid. Well, that would kind of explain that, wouldn't it? Toyota and Lexus open official online shop on Amazon UK. Buy cars and parts on Amazon that come with the same quality and guarantees as if you bought them from a dealership. That is going to be it for this segment, though. I will see you all after the break. While we take this short and elevator musicless break, sorry, I would like to inform you all that there is more CCC content for you to enjoy. For articles, videos, polls, quizzes, posts about the podcast, and even a little bit more, please head on over to my all-new Cody's Car Conundrum website. With a whole new design and all my content in one place, the new Cody's Car Conundrum website is the home of everything I do with CCC. Just go to codyscarconundrum.com to devour even more car-based content. Alrighty, everyone, we are back with the second segment. Let's dive into some news articles, more specifically than just headlines, you know? So, we have a few that are from the prior the prior segment, and we have a few that I've actually been saving that I've wanted to get into later, and I thought, actually, wait a minute, I can just do that in the second segment when I'm light on news, which, guess what, I'm light on news. So, let's get into it, starting with the Toyota GR Corolla. Toyota's hot hatch for the North American market may turn out to be pretty good after all. News sources have once again reported that the upcoming GR Corolla will be offered with a manual transmission, wider wheel arches, and the engine from the enviable GR Yaris. That's according to an unnamed source from Toyota's U.S. dealer network who spoke to The Drive. They indicated that the GR Yaris was shown off at a private preview event in Las Vegas late last year. Although the car was still camouflaged, much like the teasers we've seen so far, it is said to have a, it is said to have a turbocharged three-cylinder engine, a manual gearbox, mechanical all-wheel drive, and a wider body. The source could provide no further specs, but did suggest that Toyota was hoping to unveil the car by the end of 2022. I'm a little sad that it's going to be late though that date was not set in stone. Earlier reports suggest that the GR Corolla will have more power than the GR Yaris, which makes sense because it's bigger and heavier, despite sharing an engine with it, which makes sense given the extra size. See? That will mean that the car will, certain, 
will certainly get more than 257 horsepower or 260 PS or 192 kilowatts and may make more than 268 horsepower or 272 PS or 200 kilowatts that GR Yaris is offered with in some markets. Toyota is planning to unveil an even hotter GR Yaris this year, and previous reports suggested power for the Corolla could reach 296 horsepower or 300 PS and 221 kilowatts, but recent teasers have hinted at the engine making 268 horsepower. The all-wheel drive system in the GR Corolla will reportedly come straight out of the GR Yaris, meaning that it, will, that it will have a center differential with varying torque split, and, if the GR Yaris is anything to go by, perhaps optional locking front and rear differentials too. Rumors from Japan suggest prices will start at around $30,000, which will be plenty, which would be pretty competitive. But let's not get our hopes too high, let's not get our hopes too high before, what? Oh, let's, get, let's not get our hopes up too high before Toyota unveils the actual car. Yup, I'm with you there. Next, the Canadian and Mexican intervention versus the U.S. Canada has signed, has signed on to a complaint against the United States over the latter's interpretation of how free trade rules apply to the automotive industry. The move will seek to settle the issue of country of origin rules on auto parts. Canadian Trade Minister Mary N.G. said, said Tuesday that her nation would join Mexico in asking for a dispute settlement panel under the terms of the United States-Mexico-Canada or USMCA trade agreement, reports Reuters. The topics at issue are the rules that dictate how much of our product must originate in the region in order to qualify for tariff-free status. Under the New Deal, passenger cars must contain 75% regional content, up from 62.5% under the former trade agreement of NAFTA. Canada and Mexico say that the U.S. is violating the terms of the agreement by using a stricter formula for how thresholds are met. Canada is joining Mexico's request to establish a dispute resolution panel, Trade Minister Mary N.G. said in a statement. The interpretation that the United States adopted is, incon is inconsistent with USMCA and the, understanding, and the understanding shared by the parties and stakeholders throughout the, no the negotiations. N.G.'s move was welcomed by Mexico's economy minister, Tatiana Clothier, who tweeted that the regional industry that has been developed for, for a long time has to be defended. This is the second major dispute over the new trade agreement and is viewed by some as a sign of the soaring relations between the U.S. and its neighbors. Both, Mexico, both Canada and Mexico have also expressed their dissatisfaction with tax breaks being proposed for electric vehicles and EV components that are produced in the U.S. Next, we have Hertz. Hertz had nearly 200 customers arrested, some jailed, after false rental theft reports and loss, uh, the lawsuit claims. This one's really interesting, or at the very least, the headline's interesting, so I thought, yeah, I gotta save this so we can get into it later, and thus we're getting into it now. More Hertz customers have come forward and revealed that the rental car giant accused them of stealing vehicles that they had simply rented. A total of 191 claims have been filed in bankruptcy court on behalf of individuals who were falsely arrested after reports made by Hertz. Among the... Among the... Among the climates... Sorry, I but, butchered among, but... They spell climates weird. Among the climates? What? Among the clients is Carrie Gibbs, who was placed into custody in 2019 at a California gas station while driving a rented truck from Hertz. Speaking with CBS News, Gibbs revealed that the truck had been rented for her by an insurance company after she was involved in an accident. She was arrested, charged with felony car theft, and went to jail. While the case was later dismissed, she lost her real estate license for a year. A NASA employee had a similar experience. Court papers revealed that he was driving a rented SUV from Hertz when he was arrested and held at gunpoint after the rental company filed a theft report about the vehicle claiming that it was stolen. 
In one particularly serious case, Carmen Bosco, hopefully I got that right, rented a car from a Hertz location in January and returned it in April. That's a, that's a long time. Fast forward to August and she was arrested for car theft and ultimately spent 40 days in jail. In another case, Stephen Robbinsold, hopefully I got that one right, was arrested in June for car theft despite never even renting a car from Hertz. He's now being prosecuted on felony charges. I mean, this was the worst experience ever in my life, Robinson. Robbinsold. Because it's not son, it's Robin Sold. Robin Sold explained. And I can't believe that Hertz... What? Man, they really wrote the sentence poorly. And I can't believe that Hertz, and it was a good slogan I heard, but Hertz really hurts people. Oh, yeah. Their negligent pl uh, practices is, is like, it's terrible. Attorney Francis Alexander Malafi is leading the class action lawsuit and says more people are coming forward. He and his clients are asking for around $530 million in damages based on days spent in prison, days of prosecution, reputation damage, expungement, and credit repair. That, all, that almost seems a little light, but we'll see. Hertz can't find their cars. They can't fix their broken computer systems, Malafi explained to News 4 Nashville. They cannot address their standard operating procedures they should follow and they're breaking, and they're breaking other ones. And it's leading to a horrible result where droves of people are coming forward because they're being falsely arrested, jailed, or prosecuted by Hertz. And it needs to stop. Hertz is refusing to comment on individual cases and has reissued a statement it first made in early November. Hertz cares deeply about our customers, apparently not, and we successfully provide rental vehicles for tens of millions of travelers each year. Unfortunately, in the legal matters being discussed, the attorneys have a track record of making baseless claims that blatantly misrepresent the facts. The vast majority of these cases involve renters who were many weeks or even months overdue returning vehicles and who stopped communicating with us well beyond the scheduled due date. Situations where vehicles are reported to, to the authorities are very rare and happen only after exhaustive attempts to reach the customer. We'll see. I'm very, I am very fascinated to see how this goes, though. I am very fascinated to see how this all unfolds. Next, we got some news from Lancia, and it's that Lancia is going to benchmark Mercedes-Benz and focus on profitability. As Lancia is getting ready for its renaissance with three new model launches confirmed for the next few years, its CEO, Luca, I'm sorry, I can't figure out how to say your last name, said that they are benchmarking Mercedes-Benz while focusing on profitability. More specifically, as reported by Automotive News Europe, Luca said, We still need to work and need to look at a benchmark, which for us is Mercedes. I don't mean we want to fight against Mercedes, that would be naive, but that is, that is an example of what we look at. Lancia, together with Alfa Romeo Diaz, have formed a premium cluster among the 14 brands of Stellantis. Sharing the R&D cost will allow the three automakers to step up in terms of quality and equipment, thus making it possible for Lancia to benchmark traditional premium manufacturers like Mercedes-Benz. Unlike Alfa Romeo and Diaz, which are global giants though, Lancia has retreated, had retreated to the Italian market for several years. However, from 2024, Lancia is planning on expanding back to Europe. The rollout will start from Germany and France, followed by Spain, Belgium, Austria, and the Nordic countries. Lancia's boss said that all the that all the volumes are important. The main targets the main target set have to do with profitability. The initial target is around 25 to 30 percent of Lancia's sales to come from outside Italy, eventually reaching a more balanced 50 percent. The goal is to create 100 selling points for Lancia in 60 European countries, putting emphasis on online sales. That's interesting. As for Lancia's future range. Lucas said, our aggressive electrification strategy and our focus on market segments, which are very strong in Europe, will help us. The relaunch of the brand will start with the all-new Ypsilon, set to arrive in 2024 in both fully electric and hybrid guise. In 2026, Lancia will launch a fully electric crossover that is rumored to bring back the Aurelia name. 
Hopefully I got that name right. Finally, the Reborn Delta in the form of an exciting fully electric compact hatchback will follow in 2027 or 2028. Like other brands, Lancia got a 10-year window to prove it as a vi to prove it is viable and profitable, thus, thus, thus securing its spot in the Stellantis portfolio. While the initial plan doesn't include expanding outside Europe, Lucas said that if things go well, they could consider selling right-hand drive models to other markets like Japan, South Africa, or Australia. We'll have to see how that goes. And lastly, the 2021 Genesis GV70 prices for Australia. Genesis has announced that it will launch the 2021 GV70 in Australia in July, and it will be available with generous equipment range and a selection of petrol and diesel engines. Sitting at the low end of the lineup is the G2.5 model, which uses a 2.5-liter turbocharged petrol engine with 224 kilowatts or 304 PS or 300 horsepower and 422 newton meters or 311 pound-feet of torque. This engine is coupled to an 8-speed automatic transmission and comes as standard with rear-wheel drive, while all-wheel drive is an option. The GV70D 2.2 is powered by a 2.2-liter diesel that develops 154 kilowatts or 209, horsepower, uh, two, uh, 209 PS or 206 horsepower and 440 newton meters or 325 pound-feet of torque. And the G3.5 is powered by a 3.5-liter V6 petrol unit with 279 kilowatts or 379 PS or 374 horsepower and 530 newton meters or 391 pound-feet of torque. Both feature standard all-wheel drive and the punching wheel adds an, electric an electromechanical limited slip rear, dif rear differential. How do you have an electromechanical? Okay. Pricing for the G2.5 starts at 66400 Australian or, or $51,504 with rear-wheel drive and 68800 Australian or $53,365 with all-wheel drive. The D2.2 comes, comes in at 71800 Australian or $55,692 and the G3.5 has a recommended retail price of 83400 Australian or $64,690. All grades come as standard with a panoramic sunroof, ambient lighting, leather upholstery, power adjustable front seats with heating and ventilation, reclining rear seats, and a 14.5-inch touchscreen infotainment system with digital radio and smartphone integration, dual-zone climate control, a QI charging pad, and a 9-speed, no, a 9-speaker audio system. The GV70's list of equipment can be enhanced with the optional Sportline and luxury packages. The Sportline adds exclusive 19-inch wheels, sportier-looking bumpers, black a black wheel, and no, black, black grille and window frames, bigger exhaust tips, a Sport Plus driving mode, Napa leather and suede upholstery, alloy paddles, aluminum trim, and gauges for oil temperature, turbo boost, and torque. The luxury package brings additional safety gear such as forward attention warning, okay, and park collision avoidance assist as well as a heads-up display, additional adjustment and massage function for the driver's seat, heated second row seats, and steering wheel, three-zone climate control, and a Harman Audio, and a Harman audio system. That is it for the second segment, though. I will see you all after the break for the third and final segment. During this break, I want to inform you all that you can now monetarily support this podcast and indeed the entirety of Cody's Car Conundrum with Kofi. Uh, well, it might be coffee, but it's spelled K-O-F-I, and that's weird, so I say it Kofi. In any case, Kofi is an alternative to Patreon where, beautifully and as God intended, you, the supporters, don't have to pay a fee, like on Patreon, to support my work. So if you like what I do and want to see me cover, slash talk about, slash make a video regarding something specific, or want me to branch out into other areas of car culture, then head over to ko-fi.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum, where you can make a minimum donation of $5 towards me and the brand. In return, you'll be helping me afford new equipment, afford upgrades to my existing tools, 
You'll receive polls asking what topic you want me to dive into next. You'll get to see voted and non-voted content before public release, various forms of recognition for your support, and the ability to vote on merch designs you'd like to see on the Teespring store. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, hey everyone, we are back for the third and final segment. Make supercar owners jealous with this 766 horsepower rough CTR3. Although it's based on the Cayman, the CTR3 is built on a bespoke chassis and sports a number of upgrades. Porsche to simplify all of its vehicle apps into one, the My Porsche app. Porsche had nearly as many smartphone apps as it has models. That's set to change. Thank the Lord! Low mileage, genuine snakeskin greed. A Dodge Viper colored 2019 Ford GT should fetch a pretty penny. This 2019 Ford GT has only been driven 31 miles since it was delivered. And yeah, I looked at the photos. It really is snakeskin green. It's got that that tinge of gold in the undercoat. It it's if it isn't snakeskin green, I pretty much can't tell the difference. It's ridiculously close. This original Tesla Model S performance model is nearing 1 million miles. This Tesla Model S P85 is currently on its third battery and fourth electric motor. I mean, that's not bad for a million miles. But then I have to ask, okay, have they been careful in trying to maintain it, right? Again, a million miles is impressive, but I have to ask, what have they done outside of changing the batteries to get it there? Have they done any tricks to make sure that the battery lasts longer, the electric motor lasts longer? Like, what have they done? Neuro introduces third-gen autonomous delivery vehicle, features sleeker styling and external airbag. Neuro's latest delivery vehicle has twice the cargo capacity and can now operate at speeds up to 45 miles per hour. Noble hopes to start deliveries of manual-only $205,000 M500 this year. Noble is back with a supercar that will hit 60 miles per hour in 3.5 seconds and features no driving aids. 2023 Mercedes CLE convertible begins cold weather testing. The Mercedes CLE is set to replace both the C and E class coupes and convertibles. 2023 BMW iX1 prototype spied making an IKEA run. Wonder if they got the meatballs. The redesigned BMW X1 will be introduced later this year with an assortment of powertrains. Lamborghini delivered a record 8,000. 8,405 vehicles last year confirms four new products for 2022. Wow, that's a lot of products for Lambo. Lamborghini's 2021 production run is almost sold out. No, 2022 production run is almost sold out. Ford won't rule out making a V8-powered ra uh, Ranger Raptor. A V8-powered Ford Ranger Raptor could borrow parts from the Bronco DR. 2025 BMW M5 Hybrid makes spy debut showing its aggressive body kit. The next generation of the BMW M5 will be electrified with a rumored output close to 750 horsepower. <laughs> so sad! California's DMV re-evaluating stance on Tesla's full self-driving beta. The DMV had previously considered Tesla's FSD as a level 2 system, but videos and software updates are forcing a rethink. 2022 Subaru WRX engine has the same output as before, but Dynamo improves there's more to it. The all-new Subaru WRX's torque comes on 1,000 RPM sooner, and the power delivery is much smoother, too. The hack of 25 Teslas around the world by a teenager isn't what it sounds like. While the specific method of manipulation hasn't been revealed, we do know that it's not a bug in Tesla's software. That sounds interesting. Americans bought nearly as much Porsches as all of Europe in 2021, as it records best year on record. Porsche sales rose 11% globally, to three, 301,915 units, its best sales on record. Ring Brothers Resto Mod 1969 Dodge Charger Captive is one hell of a cat. The, uh, the Ring Brothers have once again produced a wild muscle car powered by a modern, supercharged Hellcat V8. And honestly, I think this is my favorite creation of theirs yet. They haven't gone too crazy with the styling. They actually kept it pretty, 
Vermont's actually pretty minimalist. And considering the, not that I dislike the their creations, but considering the creations they've made in the past, I appreciate that immensely. Fiat debut, de, oh god. Fiat debuts 500 red with a sanitizing glove box and UVC lamp, new Tipo Cross SW, and more for 2022. Fiat's entire range has gone red to support the pandemic-fighting organization while quietly unveiling a new trim for the Tipo. Oh, that, isn't that cute? Isn't that just adorable? Geely Design Studio becomes Lotus Tech Creative Center. Interesting. The newly christened LTCC, almost like the CTC for Chrysler, will continue to work in collaboration with the original Lotus design team. The new Porsche 911 GT3 RS is shaping up to be quite special. The new Porsche 911 GT3 RS could feature a 4.2 liter flat 6 with upwards of 572 horsepower. Detroit Auto Show officially returns on September, 20, on September 2022. The Auto Show will take place at Huntington Place in Detroit between September 14th and the 25th. Daytimosa P72 closer to production thanks to new Nürburgring production facility. Daytimosa is closer to coming back to life after securing a new production facility for the P72 supercar in Nürburgring, Germany of all places. A bar 595 Spa Frankershaw or Frankershamps, limited edition is a Belgium-only affair. Another day, another special edition of the Italian hot hatch that has been around for longer than we can remember. Hankook develops... Ugh, I'm just... Everything's going downhill now. Develops airless tire with design inspired by cell structure. Hankook says its lack of maintenance makes the tech perfect for autonomous vehicles and fleets, and potentially the military. Mercedes to bring production of EV powertrains in-house from 2022. Mercedes-Benz models underpinned by its MMA and MB.EA platforms will have motors built in-house. A host of new Chevy models won't offer rear park assist due to ship shortage. Chevrolet models impacted include the Camaro, Corvette, Silverado, Tahoe, Suburban, and Trailblazer. Lexus and Jayos present off-road Focus LX600 for Tokyo Auto Salon. The Lexus LX gets a CFRP body kit and a new set of wheels from Japanese tuner Jayos. 2022 Subaru Forester launches in Europe with new safety tech, e-boxer, and an e-boxer powertrain? Ooh! The 2022 Subaru Forester sold in Europe comes exclusively with a 2-liter engine and an electric motor. Alright, let's get on to that Tesla hack though, because that sounded pretty fascinating. As the world transitions to electric vehicles, there's no shortage of fear of the unknown for buyers. Range anxiety is the least of those concerns these days. People are worried about self-driving tech, in-car cameras, and remote vehicle hacking. All of those can be valid concerns, but the latest story of a 19-year-old taking limited control of Teslas around the world isn't as scary as it sounds. David Colombo, a self-proclaimed information technology specialist, according to Auto News, says he has limited remote control of at least 25 Teslas in at least 13 different countries. Since he doesn't own any of them, that is objectively not great. He says that he can do quite a lot with these controls too. For starters, he can be annoying. That's not too shocking considering that he's a teenager, but it's how he's annoying that counts. Apparently, he can turn the music to full volume in these cars whenever he wants. Okay, that's actually dangerous. He can also roll the windows down, or even Rick rolled them by playing Rick Astley, Rick Astley on ugh, Rick Astley on YouTube. I'm probably saying that wrong. In these vehicles, if the list ended there, we might not have even heard about this story. So now, and this is a, I think this is a quote from Twitter. So I now have full remote control of over 20 Teslas in 10 countries, and there seems to be no way to find the owners and report it to. What? The teen has more control though. He can also pop the driver's door. The dry, he can, no, he can also pop the doors on vehicles equipped with that tech. That means a Tesla driver could be blitzing down the highway only for their Falcon Wing door to open up randomly. It doesn't stop there, though. Colombo says he can flash the lights, disable sentry mode, and even determine if the driver is in the vehicle. 
Those are serious concerns for anyone with a Tesla. Thankfully, all this fear and worry can be solved with anyone with a Tesla quite simply. Go into the vehicle's infotainment system and disable mobile access under the security menu. It turns out that the hack has little to do with any sort of bug or issue with Tesla or its software. No, David places the blame squarely on the shoulders of owners specifically stating, no, 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 David places the blame squarely on own, places the blame squarely on the shoulders of owners specifically stating, since these important facts seem to be drowned between other comments, drowned out between other comments, I'll add them here again. This is not a vulnerability in Tesla's infrastructure. It's the owner's fault. That's why I would need to report this to the owners as stated above. Okay. While he hasn't disclosed exactly how he controls these vehicles, it seems clear that he's ultimately gained access to specific users' credentials. So if you're worried about this hack, just be aware that it sounds like it's people's personal accounts that seem to be vulnerable, not Tesla vehicles themselves, per se. Or at least that's what Columbo claims, as Tesla has yet to comment on the issue. Oh boy. Yeah, so if you've noticed any of the above, get that fixed right now! Like, soon, now, like, right, right now. If you're listening to this podcast, stop, go get that fixed, go follow the instructions. You do not want a 19-year-old, you do, that, wow, that makes him my age. You do not want a different 19-year-old, or any 19-year-old, having remote access of your Tesla. So I highly recommend you go get that done now. But in any case, that is going to be the end of the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure to like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, hey, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Please make sure you hit the little notification bell and then all notifications that we're notified every time I upload. If you're all listening to this podcast on the road, but you don't have a want the Podbean mobile app, hey, not a problem. Boot up wherever you get your podcast, type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I will see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.